Hello, it's Tax Credit Tuesday, and I'm Michael Novogratik. This is the Novogratik Report on Tax Credits, a weekly podcast on topics of interest to tax credit professionals. This weekly podcast is brought to you by Novogratik & Company, a national accounting valuation and consulting firm that specializes in tax credit programs related to affordable housing, community development, and renewable energy. Today is Tuesday, September 9, 2008. This week, we'll discuss the current status of NMTC applications and the expected award announcements. We will also share some updates on how state housing tax credit allocating agencies are implementing the LHTC changes made by the Housing and Economic Recovery Act of 2008. But first, we have breaking news about the futures of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. On Sunday, September 7th, Treasury Secretary Henry Paulson and Jim Lockhart, Director of the Federal Housing Finance Agency, or FHFA, announced that the FHFA placed Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac into separate conservatorships. Lockhart says FHFA will act as a conservator to operate the two government-sponsored entities, or GSEs, until they are stabilized. In July, Congress granted the Treasury, the Federal Reserve, and FHFA new authorities with respect to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac as part of the Housing and Economic Recovery Act of 2008. Secretary Paulson said on Sunday that based on what they had learned about these institutions and their financial condition over the last four weeks, the FHFA, Treasury Department, and Federal Reserve decided that the conservatorship was necessary and appropriate. As the conservator, FHFA will assume the power of the board and management. The CEOs of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will be replaced, but will stay on temporarily to help the transition. Despite the replacement, Secretary Paulson said that he does not fault either GSE's managements or their boards. Rather, he attributed the need for action primarily to the, quote, inherent conflict and flawed business model embedded in the GSE structure and to the ongoing housing correction, end quote. Lockhart announced on Sunday that he selected Herb Allison to be the new CEO of Fannie Mae and David Moffitt, the CEO of Freddie Mac. Herb Allison has been the vice chairman of Merrill Lynch and for the last eight years, chairman of TIAA-CREF. David Moffitt was the vice chairman and CFO of U.S. Bank Corp. Other than these changes, Lockhart said at this time, any other management action will be very limited for the time being. In order to conserve more than $2 billion in capital every year, the common stock and preferred stock dividends will be eliminated but the common and all preferred stocks will continue to remain outstanding. Subordinated debt interest and principal payments will continue to be made. Lockhart also announced that all political activities will be halted immediately and that FHFA would review the enterprise's charitable activities. In addition, Lockhart announced that the Treasury Department will have financing and investing relationships with Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. This financing and investing relationship is expected to provide support to Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae to provide better liquidity in the mortgage market. Secretary Paulson says that GSEs will no longer be managed with a strategy to maximize common shelter returns, a strategy which historically encouraged risk-taking. Instead, he said, the primary mission of these enterprises going forward will be to proactively work to increase the availability of mortgage finance, including by examining the guarantee fee structure with an eye towards mortgage affordability. The financing and investing relationship will be three-pronged. First, the Treasury Department will be investing in preferred equity 
in each GSE. Second, the Treasury Department will be providing a credit lending facility. Lastly, the Treasury Department will have a temporary program to purchase mortgage-backed securities from the GSEs. Secretary Paulson says the GSEs will modestly increase their MBS portfolios through the end of 2009. Then, to address systemic risk, in 2010 their portfolios will begin to be gradually reduced at the rate of 10% per year, eventually stabilizing at a lower, less risky size of $250 billion. Response to Sunday's announcement has been varied. Some affordable housing professionals are concerned that these changes may delay the GSE's return to the LHTC investment pool and substantially decrease their future appetite for tax credits. Others are more optimistic. Doug Bibby, president of the National Multi-Housing Council, released a statement yesterday noting that neither Fannie Mae nor Freddie Mac faces an immediate crisis. He said, quote, The impact of the Treasury Department plan on the apartment sector remains to be seen as the details are worked out, but we are optimistic that there will be little to no disruption in the company's multifamily operations. The government action is directly related to the company's single-family investments and their efforts to weather the ongoing decline in that sector. The multifamily sector, on the other hand, remains strong and is actually producing profits for the firms that are helping rebuild their capital reserves. As a result, we expect them to remain active in the multifamily market. End quote. Nova Grad and Company will follow these developments closely and will keep you updated in future podcasts and through our other publications and on our website. We will also be discussing what this historic announcement could mean for the future of the LHTC market at our 15th annual San Francisco Affordable Housing Conference here in San Francisco tomorrow and Thursday. Also, for copies of press releases issued by the Treasury Department and written summaries of the financing and investing relationships the Treasury Department is implementing with the GSEs, See www.taxcredithousing.com. Now, let's begin our discussion today with an update on the status of the sixth round of new market tax credit applications and the upcoming award announcements. The CDFI fund reported in March that it received a total of 239 applications for the 2008 NMTC program allocation round. Applicants in the sixth round requested an aggregate total of more than $21.3 billion in NMTC allocation authority, which is more than six times the total $3.5 billion available in this round. Last week, a spokesman for the CDFI fund told us that the fund is in its final stage of the review of the current round of applications. A date has not yet been set for the announcement of this round of NMTC applications, but the CDFI fund anticipates this year's announcement will be made next month, sometime before mid-October. The CDFI fund expects to execute allocation agreements with allocatees shortly thereafter. As soon as an allocatee enters into an allocation agreement with the CDFI fund, it may offer NMTCs to its investors. Generally, investors may claim NMTCs beginning in the taxable year in which they make a qualified equity investment, or QEI, in the allocatee. However, in certain circumstances, a CDE that receives an allocation of NMTCs in the 2008 round may offer NMTCs to investors that make QEIs before the CDE's allocation agreement is finalized. As described in the 2008 NMTC allocation application Q&A, for purposes of this look-back period, the investor must have made its QEI on or after the publication date of the notice of allocation availability for 2008. And the investor's seven-year credit period begins on the date that the CDE enters into an allocation agreement with the CDFI fund. The CDE is required to invest substantially all of the investor's QEI proceeds in qualified low-income community investments, or QLECIs, within one year of the date that the CDE enters into an allocation agreement with the fund. 
And speaking of NMTC investments, our New Market Tax Credit Investors Conference will be held shortly after the expected announcement of the NMTC allocations in October. It makes it an ideal opportunity to network and negotiate. The Investors Conference will be held in Boston on October 23rd and 24th. To register for the conference, please visit www.novoco.com events. Moving on to our second topic today, we're continuing to track the progress that state housing agencies are making in their implementation of the Housing and Economic Recovery Act of 2008. As we discussed in last week's podcast, there have been some questions raised about the provision within the Housing Act that increased the income limits for certain housing tax credit rural properties, as defined in Section 520 of the Housing Act of 1949, to the greater of area median income or the national non-metropolitan income level. On Wednesday, September 3rd, the Texas Department of Housing and Community Affairs Portfolio Management and Compliance Division published a memo detailing its implementation of this provision and listing those areas of the state that it has determined are impacted by this change. In the memo, TDHCA says that the cities that have been identified may begin using the increased income and rent limits immediately. If you believe that your property should qualify as a rural area and could benefit from income and rent limits based on the national non-metropolitan income limit, TDHCA encourages you to contact James Roper at area code 512-475-3907. A copy of that memo is available online at www.taxcredithousing.com. Then, on September 4th, TDHCA announced that its board had adopted a number of policies to implement the Housing Act's provisions. The agency announced that all 2007 competitive awards that had not closed as of September 3rd, 2008, will be allocated additional housing tax credits from the 2008 ceiling. The additional allocations will be based on an evaluation of the developments using the GAP method. The additional allocations will allow for new syndication pricing letters and a 9% tax credit rate applied to qualified basis. TDHCA says no new cost documentation will be required and no additional underwriting evaluation will occur. This includes all awards made in 2007 that have not yet closed whether allocated from the 2007 ceiling or from the 2008 ceiling, as forward commitments. In addition, all 2007 competitive awards that had closed as of September 3, 2008, as well as all 2008 awards that want consideration for additional credits, will have the opportunity to submit specific evidence for re-evaluation. The TDHCA board also waived the $1.2 million tax credit cap per transaction policy, for four award years, 2007 and 2008, regarding these additional allocations. The board approved a policy change also that moved the 10% test deadline for existing 2008 and 2009 awards to December 1st, which is 11 months from the allocation. To help incentivize applicants to stay on track, the board decided that for 2008 and 2009 applicants that submit their 10% test by June 1st, that they'll get additional points in the following year. TDHCA also announced that the board created an amnesty period that allows any projects that were previously awarded credits to return them without being penalized with point deductions in future competitive rounds. Details about that amnesty period and all the other policy changes will be discussed at our 15th annual San Francisco Affordable Housing Conference here in San Francisco this week. Novogratian Company is very pleased with TDHCA's actions as they are being very responsive to the challenges being faced by developers of affordable housing in Texas. 
At our conference in San Francisco, we will also discuss a recent announcement from the California Tax Allocation Committee, or TCAC, about how it plans to implement one of the provisions of the Housing Act. TCAC announced on August 26th that as a result of the Housing Act, which provided each state an additional 20 cents per capita in 2008, it is making an additional $7.3 million in annual long-term housing tax credits available this year. TCAC says the additional LHTCs will be allocated to pending second-round applicants of 9% credits by cascading the additional credits through the various set-asides and geographic apportionments. A copy of TCAC's memo describing this process and a related allocation process table can be downloaded from www.taxcredithousing.com. The additional LHTC cap is also one of the many topics we plan to discuss at the 15th Annual San Francisco Affordable Housing Conference here in San Francisco tomorrow and Thursday. California Treasurer Bill Lockyer, who serves as the chair of the California Tax Allocation Committee, will be delivering our keynote address. We're extremely excited to have Treasurer Lockyer joining us. In addition, TCAC Executive Director Bill Paveo will be attending a California Developers Discussion Forum that will be held in conjunction with the conference. For more information on that Developers Forum, please call area code 415-356-7970. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's report. Please join us again next Tuesday when we will discuss what we can expect from Congress in the coming weeks. Congress was back in session this week, and tax credit extension legislation is one of the many policy matters that they will be addressing. We're also certain that there will be new breaking news next week, so please join us for that as well. This is Michael Novogratik, and I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.